This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. We've got a bit of a theme on this week's edition of Vancouver Consumer, protecting and growing our assets. We've looked at various options over the last few weeks with most everything being topsy-turvy in the financial game. And to that, we thought we'd invite Ralph Vanderwall of Easy Invest onto this edition of Vancouver Consumer. Welcome, Ralph. Tell us about Easy Invest and why it might be a great option to add some fingers into the financial dike. Sounds good. Thanks, Matty. Well, first of all, my thoughts and prayers uh, to everybody that's been affected by COVID crisis. Uh, we're going to discuss an alternative to public equities or stock market investments, being private investments into smaller companies. Uh, they're also known as exempt market securities. Um, first of all, there's a couple of major differences between exempt market and public market securities. One is they're much quicker to get to the market. Generally, securities offered to the public must be offered with a prospectus. It's a document that gives the details about the security and the company. However, there are some exemptions to this rule that allow securities to be offered without a prospectus. They're called prospectus exemptions. Uh, generally, it's a lot quicker and a lot more affordable for mid-sized companies to launch it that way, and they use an offering memorandum instead, which is more compact and, and less detailed than that prospectus. So investing in the exempt market offers investors an opportunity to participate in private companies with innovative products that are just not large enough yet to be a public company. There are many options in the investment market called exempt market. There's real estate, pharmaceutical, finance, mining, oil and gas, tech, gaming, cannabis. There's really an endless list. Also notable is that the exempt market now raises three times the amount of money that the stock exchange raises in a given year. So approximately 150 to 200 billion with a B is raised in Canada every year through these investments. Well, that that sounds pretty good. Tell us about the liquidity and and the price of liquidity, Ralph. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point in, in today's market because uh, liquidity has a price. Uh, it's a key factor that sets these private investments apart from public equities is that they usually cannot be traded publicly. That means they have no instant liquidity. So many of these investments can be liquidated, but it usually takes some time. So the lack of instant liquidity is the main reason exempt markets investments, by the way, are classified as high risk by the securities commissions. But that does not mean that the actual investment is higher risk. Mostly they're focused on the fact that liquidity is a lot more difficult. As we have been shown again and again, the public stock market is by definition a high-risk place. So while liquidity is important, especially for older investors, it comes at a high price. Um, I've been in the exempt industry for 15 years as an investor much longer than that, and I've seen my share of roller coaster rides in the public market. So there's two ways to look at this. One, the liquidity difference is a negative. It means you cannot sell the investment in a crisis. That's correct. Second, it can also be seen as a positive. You cannot sell the investment in a crisis. Again, that's correct. To look at this is, if there is a panic out there, whether it's a tweet from the, the President of the United States or a major crisis like we're seeing today with COVID, you don't have the mass panic selling worldwide of equities. Uh, with exempt market securities, that doesn't happen. So usually, those types of investments 
tend to hold their value over time because there is no panic selling. Well, we've certainly seen some of that panic selling over the last few weeks. A lot of portfolios are down 30, 40, 50 percent over the last few weeks. And we're speaking now with Ralph Vanderwalt, Chief Compliance Officer with Easy Invest. Easy to get a hold of Ralph to discuss what could be one of the great options for you to look at in investing. Easy-invest.ca Easy-invest.ca or to speak with Ralph personally, 604-235-2370. 604-235-2370. Can we speak a little bit about the volatility of all of this, Ralph? Yeah, exactly. So what we're seeing in the stock market, because everybody's got 24-7 access to tablets and phones, again, as I mentioned before, all it takes these days is a Twitter a tweet from the President of the U.S., and all of a sudden, very good, solid companies drop by 5% or more, sometimes without a valid reason. Now, you don't have that in most exempt market securities, because, again, they're not publicly traded, so there can't be any panic selling, whether there's a reason for it or not. So let's take a few examples of uh, exempt market securities that we find quite a lot. One of them is a real estate investment trust, for short, a REIT, an R-E-I-T. Now, a REIT is a fund that uses investors' money to buy commercial real estate, such as apartment buildings, malls, or industrial buildings, to rent out. There are smaller REITs who may own just a few, a handful of assets, And there are very large REITs that will own hundreds of buildings across the country and even across the world. Generally, these types of investments pay uh, an interest, a return, or a dividend of about 8, 9, or 10% per year. Now, let's take the example in today's crisis. Let's take a REIT that that owns apartment buildings across several regions. Chances are that these buildings are right now still worth pretty much the same as they were worth when the REIT started, so before this crisis. And Chances are that after this crisis has gone, whether it takes a month, two, or three months or longer, that those apartment buildings still hold the same value. So that's where there is very little volatility in such an investment. Another one which is quite similar is a mortgage investment corporation, an MIC. So in the industry, we call them a MIC. A MIC is a fund that uses investors' money to fund mortgages to people who did not qualify at a charter bank for whatever reason. There are countless cases of these people these days, such as self-employed, people with less than stellar credit, and also many who no longer qualify because the government just imposed the mortgage stress test, which makes it a lot tougher to qualify for many people. Now, a MIC, a mortgage investment corporation, diversifies investors' funds over hundreds of mortgages. You can expect a rate of return of 7 to 8% per year on most of these investments. And the same thing on volatility chances are that their mortgages right now are worth pretty much the same as they were before the current crisis. Will they have a few defaults here or there? Yes, but generally, if a mortgage investment corporation is structured properly, they can withstand that. Well, Ralph, let's be clear. You're not actually buying a building. You're buying a share through Easy Invest. Tell us, or let's clarify exactly what we're buying. We're not buying the bricks and mortar. You're buying the bricks and mortar. Yeah, that is correct. So whether you invest through our products at Easy Invest or through products at other exempt market dealers or exempt market companies, you are not buying the bricks and mortar. You're not buying the actual building. You're buying a security, which is an investment 
into a fund or a limited partnership that then buys that real estate in it, in place, if it's real estate we're talking about, correct? And we can buy a number of shares. We're not just limited to one. Let's just say each unit is selling for 50000 You mentioned 25000 to 50000 investment possibilities. So let's say 50000 That would be for one unit share of the fund. Yeah, correct. So uh, in our particular fund called Western Canada Monthly Income Fund, the minimum investment is quite low. It's just $5,000 because we like to appeal to some of the younger folks out there as well because they don't like to take their money to banks because interest rates have been very low for the last decade or so. But the average investment, and it depends on suitability, tends to be somewhere between forty dollars and $50,000. And then there's investors that invest a lot more. So it, it can be suitable for small investors as well as larger investors. Well, most of us know real estate or have some inkling of what it's all about, and I think, Ralph, yours truly has invested in what could be called a real estate syndication. And one of the things that we as investors look at primarily, I think, is duration, how long it's going to take to realize my return. Yeah, that's correct. So uh, as with most investments, uh, you cannot time the market and get in and out in half a year or a year. Uh, we generally advise people not to invest if they're looking to time a market. And that's where you, you really have to ask yourself as an investor, are you a true investor or are you a speculator? Investors tend to have a time frame in mind of about 10 years. That doesn't mean for one particular investment. It doesn't mean you hold a public stock, for example, for 10 years. You might be trading during that time. But you want to be in the market for a longer period because investments do take time. The average exempt market investment tends to take three, four, five years. Ralph Vanderwall, Chief Compliance Officer with Easy Invest. That's the name of the company. It is local, so you can reach Ralph if you have any questions of your own that don't come up during the course of our conversation. 604-235-2370. 604-235-2370. Or you can go online at easy-invest.ca. Manny Bazunas filling in for Sterling Fox this weekend on Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. Now, Ralph, let's take a look at other types of exempt investments that might be suitable for folks listening this afternoon. Yes, so uh, our expertise locally here is real estate. Uh, All three shareholders at Easy Invest have been in real estate investments for decades, but there are literally a but there are literally an endless list of opportunities in the market. Again, as I mentioned, uh, cannabis, uh, there's real estate syndications, uh, there's pharma, there's tech, there's gaming, you name it. Uh, For example, many of the hotels in Whistler, when you get to real estate, were financed in syndications, condo buildings in Squamish, Fraser Valley, all over the country. Uh, Usually they're put together as a limited partnership or as a real estate investment fund. And uh, usually they take uh, into account to put those structures in place uh, from a tax perspective. As in a limited partnership, there's no tax. Investors usually get capital gains. Well, Ralph, we're going to look at at least one of your really successful ventures when we come back in the next segment. But a quick question. Can investors use registered funds for these investments? Uh, Yes, I'd like to elaborate on that some more, Manny. This is where it gets really interesting. Because most exempt investments will be eligible for your RSP, your TFSA, and all the other registered funds that people can have. Many people have these sitting in accounts or investments earning very little. Uh, we see it on, on 
client statements all the time. You'd be lucky if people earn 3-4% over time on those accounts. If invested at a higher rate of return, over time, your nest egg or whatever you're saving up for can look very different. Well, I've got a lot more questions for you. You've really piqued my interest on these investment possibilities. Ralph Vanderwall, Chief Compliance Officer with Easy Invest, easy-invest.ca, or to speak with Ralph personally, 604-235-2370. Make sure that this is an investment that is suitable for you. I'm going to chat with Ralph a lot more in a moment. Got a lot of questions for you, Ralph, when we come back to Vancouver Consumer this weekend on CKNW. We'll be back after the news. I'm Manny Bazunas, filling in for Sterling Fox, back in a moment. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Manny Bazunas, filling in for Sterling Fox on CKNW this Saturday afternoon. Really pleased to have Ralph Vanderwall with us. Ralph is Chief Compliance Officer with Easy Invest. If you've got a financial plan and you're wondering what the heck is going on with the market volatility, we thought we'd look at various options for you in terms of investments, and that's when we contacted Ralph to join us on this edition of Vancouver Consumer. Ralph, you've been talking a lot about exempt market investments, and before the break you wanted to mention that TFSAs might come into play here. Why don't you continue with that thought pattern? Yeah, that sounds good. So, again, exempt market investments, most of them tend to be eligible for registered accounts, which means all registered accounts. But if we focus on the TFSA, the tax-free savings account, now that is the best invention since the sliced bread many, many years ago or the introduction of the RSP in 1958 or so around that. However, most people don't use their TFSA in the optimal way. I think the government misnamed it. It should have been called the tax-free investment account. Because what we see in our clients is many of them have a TFSA. The majority of Canadians do have one right now, and the majority actually fund it right now. But many of them don't have it invested where it can really make a difference. So they've got it sitting in accounts where GIC is earning very little. If an exempt market investment is eligible for registered, then you should really look at using your TFSA. For example, we're seeing some clients that have contributed to RSPs over decades, and at one point during their lives, they want to take that money out, but they tend to be at a higher income level than when they actually put the money into the RSP, so they end up giving a large chunk of that to the Canada Revenue Agency, which is what happens when you cash out your RSP. In a TFSA, that is not the case. You can contribute $6,000 a year. The total contribution for those who were eligible back in 2009 is a total right now of $69,500. That's a significant amount of money, especially with a spouse, a partner. You can both invest. Now, if you invest that in an exempt market investment, whether it is through us or any other reputable company that you find out there, and get a good return of, let's say, 8 to 9%, plus you make that contribution of 6000 if you can every year, then within 10 years, your TFSA could be close to a quarter of a million dollars. Now, you can walk into the bank the next day and take that money out, and CRA doesn't get a dime on that. You cannot do that in an RSP. So again, uh, we're not financial advisors, so don't take this as financial advice, but we definitely encourage people to use their TFSA to the maximum. Well, Ralph, what should investors be on the lookout for when choosing an exempt market investment? Your experience uh, tells us what. 
Yeah, one of the main things is that you're dealing with investment issuers that are small to medium-sized companies, even though the major banks also use the exempt market. So you'll find some large companies in there as well. But what to look for is experience. You definitely don't want to invest in an exempt market investment, no matter what type of investment it is, if it's the first or second venture that the group behind it is into. They're going to go through a learning curve. So experience is key. Look for the experience in the people in the team behind a certain investment, whatever that investment might be. Second, here in British Columbia since last year, everybody that issues an exempt market investment needs to be registered with the British Columbia Securities Commission. That is not the case yet in Alberta. However, to look for that registration is key because the BCSC has a very, very strong oversight program in place for issuers of exempt market investments. And the third thing is likely where the biggest risk is. Every investment carries risks, whether it's public or exempt market, or no exception, is leverage. Uh, that can be the greatest risk to watch for. Does the investment use bank financing? Uh, I think it was the character called Gordon Gecko in the movie Wall Street 2 who said, we take a buck and then we shoot it full of steroids. Now that is leverage. In a down market such as we're seeing temporarily right now, if a bank's financing's parameters drop below a, a certain threshold, the bank is going to call their loan. So if the issuing company cannot pay this back, then you may have a situation where the investor's equity will be at risk. This happens mostly in real estate projects that use leverage. Well, I'm glad to hear from you, Ralph, since uh, you are the chief compliance officer with Easy Invest. We have some pretty stringent rules regulating all of this. And as a compliance officer, you know, when I hear compliance, that means following all of those rules and regulations. Easyinvest.ca easy-invest.ca is where you can find out a lot more about these investment properties or talk to Ralph at length about whether this type of investment is good for you. 604-235-2370. 604-235-2370. You mentioned that word young as in young investor. Is there a person, Ralph, who specifically, from your experience, should be looking at this type of investment? That's a good question. The first thing we do as an exempt market dealer, because we have to, is we do a suitability assessment. So basically, same as when you invest in, in, in stocks at your bank, you open an account, you fill out what they call a know your client form. That gives us a good overview of an investor's financial situation. And then we can assess uh, whether an investment is suitable and at what level an investment is suitable. So to answer your question, I think anybody should be looking at exempt market investments to be a part of a portfolio. Diversification is always a good idea. So you don't want to have all your money in the stock market, and you don't want to have all your money in real estate, and you don't want to have all your money in exempt market investments. But I definitely believe that people should have a portion of their portfolio in these types of investments. Again, because the major differences are little volatility, quick to market, and very innovative products that you can find in this market with generally a fairly high return. Well, we've talked about some of the markets like the real estate market, which you've been talking about, but Ralph, there are also investments that you're looking that could be good as well. Yeah, that's correct. So uh, we're mainly marketing our, our real estate fund right now. I can talk about that for a minute. It's called the Western Canada Monthly Income Fund. 
and, and we're a little bit different than some exam market dealers in that we invest our own money into our own projects first. So we buy the actual real estate, we buy the projects, the land, and then develop it. But only at the point where all the lights are green, so to speak, all the studies have been done, that is when we invite the investors to join in. So in our fund, we've got two real estate projects. It's a mutual fund trust, by the way, which is very tax efficient. The first is a project that I bought about five years ago. It's ready for development now. It's called the Beach House at Saratoga Beach, just north of Comox. We've applied for our development permit. We expect our approval shortly for about 30 townhouses right on the sandy beach. And uh, get this, we've got close to 500 people that have expressed interest for these units. doesn't mean they're all going to buy, but it looks like the interest is very strong. The second project we also own through a related company, which will be a hotel in Salmon Arm, which is also one of the steadily growing towns in BC. The fund uses no bank leverage, and the trust pays a fixed annual return plus a profit share as well. Now, other investments that we're looking at right now, and I have to share with you, we get many deals on the table, but we're sort of gatekeepers to the exempt market. As an exempt market dealer, we have to be extremely careful when we do our due diligence, and most of the deals we simply don't accept for whatever reason. But one thing we're looking at is medical cannabis. Um, cannabis is still going through growing pains in Canada as the government struggles to regulate and tax it. There's delivery limits, not enough dispensaries, uh, Health Canada inspection issues, you name it. However, in the United States, since 33 states have now legalized cannabis, and CBD has been legalized if it's derived from hemp. And I'll just explain what that is. We're not talking about THC, which is tetrahydrocannabinol. That's the intoxicating portion of the plant people use to get high. This is CBD, cannabidiol. That's the medical component, which is already being used to treat a wide variety of illnesses. There are many companies already in the exempt market, not through us, but through other companies, and many coming up. Now, get this. This is where it gets really interesting. There's various expert analyst groups out there that foresee a 40-fold increase in the sale of CBD products over the next three to four years. So as an investor, that's a growth curve that I don't want to miss. Sales in the U.S. alone last year were about $600 million in CBD products. The forecast is growth to some $23 billion within just three to four years. So you've got to understand the fundamentals. Aging baby boomers have many ailments that can be treated with CBD, and many products are now starting to be offered by big pharmaceutical chain stores. So I think that's a great opportunity. And again, whether it's our products or other products out there, you have to do your homework, look at the team behind it, look at the experience, look at the company. But I think CBD and the upcoming growth curve as forecasted is definitely a very interesting perspective. Uh, you know what? I like to think of an investment kind of like a marriage. There has to be a legal mechanism in which to get into the investment. And then there conversely has to be a mechanism to exit. And that gives me some cause to get a good night's sleep if I know there's an exit strategy on any of my investments. How does it work with your particular group, Ralph? If I invest with Easy Invest, and for whatever reason I want to depart, how do I do that with the least amount of pain? Yeah, that's a good question. So each investment product will have early redemption features. First of all, if we look at the term, most of these types of investments through us or through other companies will have 
a finite term. So it'll be a three, four, or five-year hold on average. Some limited partnerships are a bit quicker, especially in real estate. It could be two years and you, and you get your capital back plus interest, and you're out, and you can reinvest it somewhere else. In our fund, to give you an example, our term is a total of five years. There's about three to four years remaining on this one. But in case something happens and the investor needs his money out, again, these are not publicly traded investments, so you can't just hit sell on your phone and get your money back. It's called an early redemption. Most of these investments will have a penalty in place during the first year or the second year. For example, a 15, a 1-5% penalty in year one, maybe a 10% penalty in year two. And the reason why companies build that in is to protect the overall fund from exactly what's happening in the stock market right now, which is panic selling. Uh, those funds are at work in, for example, a real estate project or in a cannabis company or whatever investment it is. And if something goes wrong in the worldwide economy, they cannot have all the investors making a run for the bank because that would collapse the company. So they get people to think twice about getting their money out early. Having said that, you got to get back to the principle of being an investor or a speculator. We definitely advise people not to invest unless they are pretty sure they don't need those funds for at least the next five years. Well, you've certainly piqued my interest, and I'm sure that of those many people listening to this edition of Vancouver Consumer this afternoon. Ralph, we're all looking to protect, and you know, in this volatile situation we're in, how to not only protect, but certainly keep growing. And exempt market investments could be an option for a lot of people. We encourage you to get a hold of Ralph at 604-235-2370, 604-235-2370, or go onto the website, easy-invest.ca. That's easy-invest.ca. Ralph Vanderwall, Chief Compliance Officer with Easy Invest, has been our guest on this edition of Vancouver Consumer. I'm Manny Bazunas with you on CKNW. Back in a moment. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.